Wedding photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 118. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications. I almost forgot that one again. Um, we are also joined by Mr. Jimmy Ferrara, the chatty Cathy of the Hudson Valley. This is me smiling. Hear me smiling right here. Ready? Hear me smiling right now. Nobody, I don't know if you can hear nobody it. Nobody can hear that. I'm, I'm smiling. I'm glad to be here. Oh, man, at least there wasn't a whistle, everybody, right? <laughs> uh, and we're also joined by Miss Lindsay Daddario, the good neighbor of good neighbors. All right. We're simplifying. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, what's up? How you doing? I'm well. Good. Uh, we are also joined by a longtime listener, Hannah Barlow. Um, Hannah Barlow, how's it going? Welcome. It's- How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Welcome, guys. Thanks for jumping on. No problem. Um, we're just gonna get uh started actually by asking you, uh, Hannah, um, you know how you came into this wedding photography podcast thing. Who are you? Um, or how, I'm sorry. Actually, what I meant to say is how you got into this wedding photography thing. You know what inspired you to get into that, and then you know like when you started listening to the podcast and how you're um, how you've developed over the years as a wedding photographer. Uh, who are you? Tell us about yourself, Hannah. All right, I am Hannah Barlow. I own my company, Hannah Barlow Photography. Um, the the way I got started was a happy accident. I was a cardiac registered nurse. I'm also a military wife. And once I had kids, I realized that those two things don't really jive. Um, so I quit my job as a nurse and stayed at home with my babies. And I was that mom who was taking kid, um, bad pictures of her kids on the couch in a auto mode on my Canon, Canon Rebel. And I had a uh, mom reach out to me and say she needed someone to photograph her daughter's wedding. And I said, no, Mm. (laughs) um, I no. I take pictures of kids on the couch and that's what I do. And I'm not in business and no, but I'll help you find a a wedding photographer. So I went online, looked around and let her know what I, what I thought I saw with some things and, you know, other people. And she, she looked into them and then she came back around and said, you know, like, I just wasn't wanting to spend that much money. Will you please do it? I told her no again. I mean, I was shooting in like an auto at that point with a Canon Rebel with a kit lens. Mm. And so we talked back and forth and, and, you know, she talked to me, we had about a year and a half and she's like, you know, my daughter's not picky. You know, where I went to high school with this girl. Will you please do it? And I don't recommend anyone do what I did, but I agreed to do it. And I got my business. I, I worked for a year and a half hard, you know, got new equipment, uh, learned to shoot in manual, practiced on my friends. Um, a year and a half later, I got my business license seven days before that wedding, um, shot that wedding. And I'm happy to say I'm still proud of those pictures. Um, they're not what I shoot now, but I'm proud of them. And one thing led to another. I posted that wedding on Facebook like everyone does. And Another person asked me to do their wedding, and by my second year, I was booking 20 to 25 a year. Um, mm-hmm. So that's about what I shoot now. 
Um, so I just kept it going and now I'm in a point now where it's like my dream job come true. It was an accident, but it's great. And it's, I loved being a nurse, but this, this is what I was meant to do. So, um, here I am. And I started listening to this podcast back when you guys started. I was also listening to another one at the time and I was looking for something different and I found you guys and, uh, that's that. But what's interesting about where I live and one of the reasons why I was excited to be on the podcast is that I live in the very um, little top of West Virginia, the northern panhandle, the state of West Virginia. Mm. Um, some people still don't know that we're a state. We, <laughs> The actual state of West Virginia. Um, but if you drive five minutes east, uh, you hit Pennsylvania. And if you drive five minutes west, you're in the Ohio River, which borders Ohio. So I shoot my weddings equally in three different states. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're very depressed um, economically since the steel mills kind of have gone down in the last 30 years. Um, the average family in our area, I just looked it up to make sure it was accurate, but a four-person household in my area makes less than $50,000 a year total. Mm. So budgets for weddings around here can be $10,000 total for the whole wedding, Um So people don't have a huge budget for wedding photographers, but I'm still in the moderate to high range. So the way that I market and convince people to book me, and I know we're going to talk about the blogs because I'm big into the blogs, but Mm -hmm. um, we're just, we're tiny around here. So there's, there's not such a thing as high end weddings around here. There is in Pittsburgh, which is the closest town to me, um, big city. I shouldn't say town. See, I'm from a tiny town, um, but that's a little over an hour drive. So not real cl- I mean, that's a big commute for me, small town girl. Um, most of my weddings are within 30 minutes of me, but yeah, high end weddings are just not a thing around here. Um, most people are DIY. So spending $4,000, $5,000 on a photographer can be a pretty big deal for someone. Um, so you have to, in this area, really market yourself to be special, to convince someone to, to hire you. But yeah, um, blogging is Neil's not here to discuss it and I'm kind of bummed because I know he thought blogging had died, but blogging is what I'm known for in my area. And it's kind of what's pushed my business um, ahead because no one else in my area blogs the way that I do. And my couples consider that a keepsake and some even make them into books, Hmm. um, albums, things like that. So, so yeah, let's, let's get into the blogging because there's a few different topics that I know we're going to kind of branch into uh, in just a second. Um, but do you like what year did you start shooting? Like what year was it that you started shooting? Um, like, like what, that that first year? Well, or yeah, my that first camera. Well, okay, so like your first wedding, I guess, is maybe the question I'm curious. Two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. So then two thousand sixteen is when you. So you had maybe what like three weddings that year or something like that. Yeah, I had one it? in 2015, three in 2016, then 14, 20, yep. 26. It's yeah. pretty similar to like my progress, mm-hmm. but back in like 2009, 2010, yeah. um, similar to my numbers. Um, yeah, um, cool. So then you were like a second year, third year wedding photographer when you started listening to the podcast, something like that. When did, in 2016? We, we started in 2015, which like blows my mind when I think about it, when I've talked to I'm Neil about it. It's like... I, I'm thinking I started listening in 2016. Okay. Because I, I had to catch up a little bit. No, Jimmy wasn't on yet. I was on I yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's when the show wasn't so good back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I listened to them all. I don't think I had very much to catch up on when I started listening. So I'm thinking it was pretty early. 
Okay, cool. Well, that's a good introduction um, to you, Hannah Barlow. And we're going to come back to some of these topics and get more into the nitty gritty after we kind of go do a roundtable of what we've been up to. So, uh, Jimmy, Andy, what's, what's up with what, you? What's me? I never yeah. start. Ah, go ahead, start. I don't. I haven't thought about this question. I usually <laughs> let you guys talk about it, and then I think about what I'm going to say by the time it comes back around oh. to me. All right. Well, um, we can. No, I, I don't really have much of an update. Uh, this time other than than uh just if my if i had hair it would be on fire i'm trying to trying to keep up with all the things that, that are going on um that's really kind of my only update um yeah, yeah it's just uh, wedding season and editing like crazy and just trying to keep up with yeah. it and that's that's really it i got a few little cool other side project gigs going on too um but i'll talk about those probably not this episode um uh so jimmy what has been going on with you anything anything to report uh no like like you said just a lot of weddings going on a few a lot of doubles this past couple weeks mm-hmm. um the you know the one couple i did three weeks ago or, or just got back from their big trip and they're like hey just touching base and i'm like okay you're next in line i'm still editing this one other wedding fine and then i had this proposal i had i had a crazy day saturday or sunday for this past weekend i shot a proposal in a place called Mohonk Mountain House. And then I drove about 40 minutes to shoot a lifestyle shoot, then another hour and 20 minutes south to shoot another proposal. And I've I've never done more than two locations in one day. So it was proposal, lifestyle, proposal. Mm. It went great. And then the second couple, the first couple, was he was so funny. He's just constantly talking to me on the phone about you know what to do. And, this, and he was very nervous and went off without a hitch. And then the second couple was like um, – really excited. She was totally surprised. And then the next morning she asks me for some images and the next morning I had a wedding. So, all right. So it was Saturday. Yeah. So Sunday I had a wedding and, uh, I said, I'm like, I'm thinking it's going to be so good. If I post pics, like if I, if I'm on Instagram tagging her rather than when you're doing, when you're working somebody else's wedding that next day, are you saying? Well, yes, but I had, I had some time in the morning. I had like two, two hours or so in that morning. <laughs> okay. So I quickly went through, did a quick call, start some stuff, gave her like, I don't know, I just posted maybe 10 or so pics that day and she was very happy. And then she's like, can we get an email? And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. No, I'm sorry. You'll get them soon. You'll probably get them within a couple of days. You'll get everything at once. I can't just export and the keyword and it's just, it's, I'm not doing all that just for 10 images, you know? So, so she was very cool with that, but I, I don't, I rarely ever do that like post picks the next day. I know like James Kelly, um, if you're listening, by the way, I'm drinking Glen Morangy 18 year right here, right next to me. Um, he, he'll come home and put a pot of coffee on after the wedding night and then be up all night so he can post yeah. pics by the morning. I'm like, That's you're crazy. Happening. That is absolutely, I don't barely even take the cards out of my pocket. <laughs> I don't, I put them in the safe, Lin- but I don't download that night if it's late. Lindsay's raising her finger. Yeah, finger <laughs> wag. Uh, for a proposal though, they want to, announced to the family and the friends and everything yeah. so like the wedding people are their guests are posting photos they're going to get photos You're either right. way but with the right. proposal that's like their big announcement so i always just pull one well just one just one yeah. yeah yeah just and i i just text it to them say it was so fun so glad i could be a part of it i'll get you the rest of your photos in the next yeah, few days idea. or whatever but then they've got that one picture that they can put on social media right away yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, I ended up finishing the job on Monday for so so everyone had everything that day because it was a quick shoot and I just breaking away from editing weddings. But that's what I've been up to. There I am. Cool, um, Ms. Lindsay Dario. And by the way, I um I feel like we didn't really mention it 
and we just kind of did it <laughs> without really mentioning it. But Lindsay's going to be around um, on the show on a on a fairly regular basis uh, going forward. Um, it wasn't really mentioned, or you know, the last couple episodes, and I was just kind of thinking about that uh, right now. But Lindsay's here; she's around, <laughs> um, still here. Yeah, and it's a good thing. I think it's it's a good thing to kind of get more of a female perspective, um, you know, going forward from time to time. So, um, yeah, Lindsay, what's up? How are you doing? What's been going on? All right. Um, I don't have too much since I last saw you guys. I only had one wedding. So um, that means I had one weekend off since I've seen you all, um, which is great. In October, that never happens. So I took a little trip up to the Adirondacks and did a nice long 18-mile hike in a day and realized how much wedding season uh does not help your physical condition so (laughs) what lake i was pretty sore sorry what lake were you at what lake yeah or what section um in the adirondack high peaks so um allen mountain was the, the the peak that we climbed um, but yeah, I was, uh, I was hurting the next day. <laughs> Do you guys lot. feel like you're in better shape during wedding season because you're shooting a lot or do you feel like fitness just goes out the window? Fitness uh, goes out the window. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm more in shape for the, for the season. I'm, you know, I eat well all week and I'll go to the gym and I'll eat light the night before a wedding. So how do you go to the gym during wedding? Yeah. That's my problem is like, I, I, I feel like I've got so much to edit. I don't, I actually just stop working out and actually it's yeah. been bad because I have like, I stopped working out wedding season 2018 <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I haven't picked it back up since. So uh, it's just during wedding season that it's just not, not going to happen. I got so person, I got but... so much to edit. You know, it's like yeah, I don't know. There's only so much you can do sitting on a computer before you lose your mind, and then you get like, I got to get out of the house, like, or I got to do something. I got to go walk, get coffee, or just go for a ride. You got to do something. It's it, and especially on a nice day, you're like, I can't do this. And I, the couples, they'll they'll get their images. It'll be okay. But you're Andy. You're someone who does, works like on a clock, and like by a certain time you're done. Mm-hmm. Me, I'll edit till eleven o'clock at night. Right. Watching like fast fastest car on Netflix and stuff. So I don't. I don't really. I don't mind. I'll edit whenever I can. You know. Yeah. Fastest car on Netflix. No idea what that is, but that's interesting. Oh, it's a great show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show. Okay. So, um, listeners. We have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. Hey. I was out on that one. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I thought both of you were going to like chime in for Neil. <laughs> I, I did too, but I forgot. I just wanted to like wait and see what happened. Hannah, second. you could have joined in too. I, was I, I didn't want to anything because I really thought that they were going to do it at the I same know. time. What, what <laughs> if, I panicked. What if Neil just like chimed in in spirit? You know what I mean? Okay. So the show goes live roughly every other week while we're at it. Please do leave us a review in iTunes. Uh, just like somebody recently did <laughs> that I should have had up when I, when I was about to read this. I hope it's a good one. Uh, I think it was. Uh, it was a uh, All the Stars. This person left All the Stars. This is by uh, Chele Gine. I'm probably saying that wrong because it's I, I don't know what it is. Uh, but, but what is interesting about this one 
Um, thank you. Two explanation points. What's interesting about this one is that um, we've been the last few reviews have been like not just amateur photographers, but pro photographers. And this person says pro photographer for 12 years. And so refreshing to hear from others that are going through the same things. Great show. So cool. cool. That's good to know because sometimes like when we first started the podcast, like I always kind of thought like our main market was like just amateur photographers and that, and, you know, at the same time, it would be great if pros listen to, but I feel like we've got like a good mix of people at all different levels now, which is really kind of cool to like, you know, know that. Um, so thank you so much for, uh, for writing in the review there. We really appreciate it. Um, I think iTunes is now becoming like Apple podcasts, like in the next version of Mac OS. So, um, leave us a review in Apple podcasts and, uh, leave all the stars. That's good. Words are better. Um, and that really helps other people find the show. So we really do appreciate that. Um, and also help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com or go to Facebook and search for Wedding Photographers Unite and join the Facebook group. We'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Uh, so we've got a few things that we were going to kind of uh, mention today. Um, one of them, do we want to start with uh, Instagram related themes? Because I know Lindsay was going to mention something. Oh, and Jimmy's like shaking his head like, no. Maybe I say we'll, let's dive right to the blog. Let's go to the blog stuff. And yeah. then maybe that'll lead into the Instagram. So... Um, Hannah, I don't know if you know, but I hate blogging. I like, I like nothing <laughs> I to know. do with it. I don't want to write words. I just want to talk <laughs> into this microphone. All right. I don't even, yeah. I don't, I don't tag on Instagram. I don't, well, actually I tag on Instagram, but I don't hashtag. I don't, I don't write little things. If I write anything, it's like three words and three dots. That's like my little signature and nobody can find any hashtags or any photos, but <laughs> convince me otherwise. Why do I want to write a lot of words on a web, on a web page in the year 2019? Talk to oh. me. All right. So I think it was it was maybe two or three episodes ago and you guys started to talk about blogging and I was just like, no, I need to tell them about the <laughs> blogs. Um, blogging when well, I know Lindsay had talked about it a couple episodes. It's a good way. It's good for SEO. And when I was a new photographer, I was, you know, all over Google trying to figure out how I was going to get people to book me, how people were going to find me. I was brand new. I had very small portfolio. How was I going to get people to find me? Everything that I read said, well, you have to have a website and your website has to have good traffic and your your website has to be updated all the time. And, and the best way to do that is blogging. So I started to blog and I'm long-winded to begin with. So it's not, it, it's not hard for me to type a lot. Um, I'm a talker. I love to tell stories about anything and everything. So um, that first wedding, and it, it drives me crazy to this day, that first wedding out of all my weddings is the only one that never got a blog because that was, I mean, that's just how I started. It was just, you know, it happened. But then after that, when I really realized that this might work, I might be able to make something out of this, I need to blog. So I called some of my, my friends over that were married and said, can you, let's do a mock engagement session. And, you know, I threw it up on the blog and I told the story of how they met and all this stuff and they would share it on Facebook and then people saw it. And that's how I booked my first wedding. Things. Um, so I, I it, it that's just kind of how my blog was born. I decided after that, that I was going to blog every single session that I did and that that was going to be how I was going to get traffic to my website. And then I also post the blog before I send them their gallery because mm. in my head, I, you know, if you send them the gallery first, they've seen all their pictures. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to get that excited about the blog. So mm -hmm. I, I like that's part of my workflow is that the blog is the last part of my workflow that I do, but it happens and gets posted 
before my clients get their gallery. And it might only be an hour apart. It's not like I make them wait. But that as soon as that blog goes up, I tell them that it goes up. They want to see their pictures. So they fly over there to my website. They see it. It's also on Facebook. They're so excited about their picture. So they share it on Facebook. So I don't even have to do anything. Because I know with Facebook business pages, like the tagging of the clients and stuff, sometimes like people don't see it. And then you have that whole algorithm and, you, you know, mm-hmm. But if they share it directly to their page, then all their friends see it. Their friends are clicking on it. So they're excited. They'll share it. Um, Then I send their gallery and then they see the rest of their pictures. And they usually share those too. But the point was that people were going to my website. I just want to interject here for just one moment. And I just want to say, listeners, you need to go to Hannah with an H at the end, two N's, barlowphotography.com slash blog. If you're at your computer right now, you need to go there. Because yes. holy shit! <laughs> okay. Make sure your scrolling the, finger the, the is well exercised. No, the amount of the amount. No, but holy finger. There's more to this. There's more to this. But the amount of words that that are written for each couple in each session, like oh my god, it literally. <laughs> I, I would never be. I, able, I would never be a photographer. <laughs> okay, but listen, listen. <laughs> it's a good thing. No, it's a it's a good thing. And you only need three hundred words, which actually is a lot. It's hard to find 300 words like to get to get uh, the robots in the Google world to like find your blog. They say a minimum of 300 words. They're like 10,000 on Hannah's blog. You don't have to write that much. I know. But again, I'm long winded. And the other thing is, and that's what I was going to say. So I blog all wrong. According to everything that I read when I first started, they said only blog your very best work. Don't blog the dark ceremony pictures. Don't blog the pictures that don't have the perfect light, the perfect color, because you only want your clients to see the very best work that you can put out there, which I understood. But we all know that at certain weddings, I mean, there are some churches that are just so dark and you're not, you know, you don't, I never use flash at ceremony, but you're not allowed to use flash and you're at ISO 6400 or whatever you're at wide open and it's still pretty dark. I mean, that's not going to be your best work, but it's still memories for the couples. So I decided that I was going to blog from start to finish the day. I mean, whether they're the perfect photos, those are memories for my couples. And I was also told that I should only blog the weddings that matched my brand or the weddings that, you know, the, the client, the clientele that I want to book, which yep. made sense to me. That makes sense to me. However, I thought to myself, well, that, how does, how are my couples who I don't blog going to feel or why, you know, they're going to wonder, well, why aren't, why am I not on the blog? And then that's going to lead to, you know, thoughts, hurt feelings, whatever it may be. So I just decided, you know, every couple that books me is, is my client and I'm just, I'm going to blog it all. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the good, the bad and ugly. And I, and I do, I even blog like some bad pictures and I say they're bad, but like, Pictures that I joke about, about, well, you know, look how bright the sun was in the first picture is like a blown picture with no detail. I do that because it makes each blog different. I tell, I tell stories that the couple sometimes didn't even know happened because, you know, the bride doesn't know what's happening with the guys and there might be photos, but she doesn't know the story behind it. So I tell that story in the blog and then family and friends get to read it. And then they, you know, we're with them all day long. The family and the friends are just there. They show up at the ceremony, they're there at the reception. They're not there in the beginning of the day. So I tell everything that happened, anything that was funny, anything that was emotional, anything that was unique to that day. That's how I get all those words in there. I'm literally just telling you, like if I was telling you what happened on a certain wedding day from the time that I arrived till the time that I left, I just type that instead with pictures. Mm. Good question. And that's how I get all my, yes. 
Yeah. So uh, do you take notes on the wedding day to remember all of this? No, it's basically through the pictures. There are times, and it, it's become the running joke because a lot of my couples, of course, are referrals from other weddings that I've done. So they know it, about the blog and they're excited about the blog and they can't wait to see their blog and what I say in their blog. So there's a lot of times throughout the day that people are like, that's going to end up in Hannah's blog, huh? And there's a couple of times I've promised, like, don't worry, I, you know, I won't put that in there. Or people are like, no, 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 I want you to put that in there. So it kind of just throughout the day, I'm thinking in my head, like certain things. And I, and, and there, every once in a while, especially when I'm calling through the photos, a memory will pop up just from looking at the picture and I'll write a note to make sure that I put that in there or that I make sure that I include that photo. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it, it just, I don't know. It just happened. And, and now my couples, you know, they look forward to it. They can't wait to see it. Um, some of them are making them into books. Like I said, um, keepsake albums, some ask me for PDF printouts and I do that, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's worked. So I've just continued to do it, but I do ask for, um, I have a couple of fun facts survey when the couples book, um, when I send their welcome email out, cause I have a CRM, pretty much everything's automated. That couple of fun facts survey goes out and that's basically how they got engaged. Um, how long they've been together, you know, any little like unique things about them. And I use that in the engagement blog cause they, everyone gets an engagement blog too. So mm-hmm. you get two. How long do you books. spend on these? That was my <sighs> initial yeah. question. So it, there are some blogs like um, one of the weddings I just did. Sometimes it can take me just as long to blog as it did to edit. Yeah. I bet. Good. Like three or four hours for a blog sometimes. You're probably um, underestimating. No. I don't, three or four hours, I think. Because here's, I, have, here's, I, I mean, Anna, it's pretty stream of conscious if you read it, though. Like, I could see you just, like, just writing it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, and the other thing is, is that, so I don't use Lightroom. That's another interesting thing about me. Um, Lightroom and I are not friends. And I'm one of the very few. And I, I it's slow. It's glitchy for me. I can't, can't, can't take it. Um, so while my photos are saving, I'll be typing the rough draft up. Like, I'll be saving, like, 100 photos at a time. And then I'll be typing my rough draft up on my laptop so wait a second i'm just curious about that what do you do that was that was a big like bomb drop right there for me so what do you do as opposed to lightroom as far as like organizing and and choosing photos and delivering do you use photo mechanic or photo photo mechanic mechanic. okay for Mm -hmm. selecting and starring that kind of thing yeah Okay. That's how I that's how I ingest the photo or import the photos is with uh, photo mechanic and you know rename metadata all that kind of stuff. I sort with that and then I pull them directly into Photoshop. But if it's a raw file, it goes into Adobe Camera Raw system, um, which is basically Lightroom, but the the panels are just yeah. they they go left to right instead yeah. of up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, the Lightroom wants to sort my photos and like, I have a system, you go into current weddings and you go into past weddings, then you get dumped after the year's over onto all my hard drives in Lightroom. Mm, it just gets, gets stressed out. You have to tell it where you move everything. I don't want to have to tell it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I noticed Hannah, you're, you're <laughs> making composites all over. You're not For just, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. just a photo, photo. Of course, there's like smaller vertical ones down below, right. big one on top logo on that one right. image that would it be um i personally did the did that for years too i would do the the stamp the logo stamp and even make it a, a matching color some somehow within that frame if, if it calls for it. it was a very brown and golden sunset kind of thing i would make the logo that same color and place it at a certain point then one year i said f this no more and i just decided <laughs> to that's it it's just a photo 
I don't care anymore because then I can put it on the website because the website now that everything is in one place with me, but before it was two. So then the blog picks without the logo could go on the website. I don't want the website picks to have that. So I just decided not to do it anymore. So just a thought that would probably save you at least an hour, if not more. I know what it's like. You got to take that logo, PSD. You got to place it there. No, you, gotta, you, don't. you know what I think, Jimmy? I you use Blogstone. I think. I use a, I use oh, a program. you use that company? I, oh. I can stomp all those collages 10 minutes. Yeah. But the, th- oh. the reason that the watermark is on there, because I never used to do it either, is that I, I, I had a bad run where clients were right clicking, saving, and printing the blog photos. Now, in Blogstomp, it. It, comp- yeah, it compresses them down so that because your websites are supposed to load at a certain speed. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you've ever gone to a website and it doesn't load real quick, what do you do? You, you move on. You're not going to sit there and wait for it. So, you're, so as many photos as I stuff in those blogs, they have to be able to load fast. So that's why I use Blogstomp. And then I started putting the watermark on there because it has stopped a couple people. Because you can't separate those out. Once they're stomped together in that collage, like they're stuck together. Um, it has seemed to stop people from printing them because that logo is on there. They end up texting me or calling me or emailing me and saying, hey, how do I get the copy without the watermark and then i remind them that they have an entire gallery with high resolution images and a usb (laughs) that they can it's not uh, not like it's 2005 when this was like a big deal it's you know it's kind of like yeah you're gonna get the images anyway so uh, yeah but i have a great one for you you know i had a very eager bride who you know was excited about her wedding picture so i was texting her because you know she she wanted to see some right now and it was monday and you know i was still sorting them so i had sent her screen like I took up my phone. I took a picture of the screen to send her a few, and it had the red um, highlight warnings on mm-hmm. places. She posted she, that. No, she put that one on her thank you cards. No. <laughs> no. Shut up. Oh, God. And she texted me, and because because then after the fact, because she, she sent me a picture of the thank you, and she wanted to get a head start on them. And I'm one that like I I get my weddings out usually within a week. Um, so if you got married on Saturday, like my bride that just got married last Saturday, she's going to get her pictures tomorrow. So I told her, I said, just, you know, tell me which pictures you need. So she sent me a screenshot of the ones that she needed. And then she texted me later and she's like, you're never going to believe what I did. After you sent me those photos, I used the one that you had sent me in the phone. And she had like just shoved it in there to like That's lay it out. Of- and she forgot that it was in there and she hit order. And it had the red highlight warning clip. I mean, it was my phone, a picture of my iMac. Like, oh. not, not even a screen cap. No, no. Which would be fine because yeah. a screen cap would be perfectly fine. Yeah, Small, so, but. but yeah, that's the blog story. That I'm known in my area for the photographer who does the blogs. Some people don't even know who I am until I tell them. They're like, you're the girl who does the blogs. I've read your blogs. Mm. So. You know what, though, Hannah, sometimes uh, it, it, it is like a, a proximity or a where you live kind of thing, too, because, you know, just like in my area over the years – Every photographer, every photographer has always tried the location senior, high school senior thing, where some photographers in the Midwest, they make six figures doing just that, nothing else. They have these yep. amazing studios. And then, like myself, I'm like, I'm going to change it. I'm going to do it different. I'm going to do Nope. What happens? Nothing. And that's just the way it is. So maybe in your area, uh, the, the, the people who would like to sit down and, and read the story who are interested in it, whether they're not even – Getting married or not, maybe they know some, maybe they know the bride, maybe they know a guest that was right. at the wedding. That's really to your advantage because right. they're, they're actually reading it, they're taking the time to do right. it. Um, 
personally where I am, I'm blogging to to put pics in the website. And I've I've had blogs where it's just like there's 20 photos. And if, like you said about the church, if the church is dark, I'm not I'm not putting them in there. That, that's that's my best of the best. It's just not going in. Right. And then and it's not for the couples for me. So then it's it's going to blog and it's going to the website and then it goes from there. And then uh, I had one blog was like, uh, no time to talk. Their wedding's tomorrow. Engagement shoot was today. Boom. That was it. I, I didn't care. I'm like, I, just, I actually want to say on. just on that note, Hannah. Like I actually do like. Um, I personally don't want to do this, <laughs> but, no, but it's I, not for I hate it. No, it's no, so no, much no, time. But I actually, but what I'm talking about though is just the idea of posting everything, you know, um, as far as like the good and the bad, and it's it gives a more realistic expectation to booking clients of what they can expect. Um, sometimes I do wonder, you know, a per certain percentage of, um, you know, maybe my clients will expect every one of my photos to look like my Instagram feed, you know, right, exactly. Um, or, or it, that's why I do tr- every time somebody books, I want to show them like a full wedding gallery. Hey, this is what a full wedding gallery looks like, you know? Um, cause I want to get them in the door with, with the, with the other stuff. But I, I can appreciate that from a standpoint of making your life easier in terms of setting expectations. Cause a lot of our job right. is about setting expectations, maintaining client expectations on what's realistic and what's not. And that can certainly help with that. Um, when we're posting kind of everything rather than just the, just the top 1%, you know? Right. So. And they've also, I mean, they've also helped me book jobs. I've had brides that have, that, and, and, you know, grooms that have reached out to me and they've said, you know, well, they're nervous. Cause, well, have you ever shot a wedding here before? And I know, you know, talking to other friends that they've reached out to some other photographer too. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've shot weddings here. Here you go. And like some are like, I've heard that the lighting in this church is awful. Can I, can I see, you know, some weddings? So I just post them the link to the blog. So again, not only is that traffic back to my website, but then they see it and they didn't even know about the blogs because this might have been just someone who didn't know anyone's, you know, it wasn't a referral. They found me on Google or whatever. And then they see the blogs and they're like, oh, wow. And that's what sets me apart from the other photographers that they reached out to, that those other photographers aren't going to tell their story. They're, you know, they're, how they met, how they got engaged, you know, their engagement session and then the whole day of their wedding. And people have told me like you were the, you know, you, those blogs were the reason I booked you because that's the one thing that I could see that was different because mm-hmm. there are a lot of photographers in my area. So, I mean, they've. It's like, I, I really don't have the time or, you know, to make it lengthy, but I make sure that I, I sit down and I find the time and I do it because every couple, you know, expects that and deserves that now. So it, it's paid off for me. So I understand yeah. why people don't want to do it. I, I totally but get let it. But let, let me just, let me just coax you to the dark side for just a second, Hannah, because <laughs> when I first started, I, I did the blogs every, every single wedding I blogged and I felt the same as you in the sense that, well, I'm going to blog everything because it's not fair to couples. You know what I mean? If I, if I post, you know, three weddings, but not their wedding. Right. So every single wedding that I ever shot my first few years, I definitely did a blog. Now I didn't write anything, (laughs) but I had, it was just a photo blog, you know, or maybe I had a few things and maybe tagged a few things. But, um, but that was for me, my thing was just, it was a huge time suck, you know, like in terms of like, it was, it, it was another thing that was preventing me from from editing work faster or my turnaround from being right. quicker or trying to book more or different things. And and eventually I just kind of I scaled back on that purposely because it was giving me 
I, I had anxiety like about like, well, which images am I picking? You know, like which images are going to go on this on this page? And I'm and I'm and I just really wanted it. I'm a, I'm a type A perfectionist in terms of all that. So I would spend hours like deciding on like what images I was going to yeah, use. Yeah, you can't and, do that. Yeah, I know. So maybe, just maybe click, 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 yeah, click, exactly. Choose, choose, yeah, so. yeah. It's more about the memory than the, the photo on my blog. That's mm. the thing. It's more about, you know, telling the story, the memory for that couple, and even things that they don't know happen. I make sure I take behind the scenes. Sometimes my my assistants end up in the blog. Sometimes I end up in the blog. Um, it just depends on what's happened that day. So, you know, I don't I don't stress about, you know, what photos to pick. I just go through, you know, really quickly and pick those ones that are sparking a memory, something I can know I can write about. Mm. Okay. And That's it's cool. Of, it, yeah, it's part yeah. of my business. You know, it's part of my business now, and and it's just part of the, you know, how, how things are run. So it's just part of my workflow. I mean, I, like I said, I can pretty much keep up with editing. Um, I think the longest any couple had to wait this year, I've done 18 now and I think three weeks and I had a family emergency and was on vacation and it, you know, it was just like one of those months, but I mean, it's not slowing me down that much. Most of my couples get their, their weddings within a week. So mm -hmm. cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I don't use Lightroom. <laughs> 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 um, well, uh, uh, just really quick, what, uh, what do you what do you come home with at, at a wedding? How many images? Total, uh, usually you and your assistant. between four thousand and five thousand, and I wow. deliver mm, around a thousand to fourteen hundred, depending on how many hours All I right. was there. That's a uh, a lot of reception though. Same. That's a little high, but. For, yeah, I know yeah. it's high, but I see that's where I struggle with what Andy said, where I'm calling. I don't, I can't call fast like he does. I'm like, oh, but it's similar, but I don't. Oh yeah, I call fast. <laughs> Andy and I'd be like, no, 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 yeah, no, no. That was alright. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, I need to cut down on reception. That's my. I don't know how many. Yeah. How many reception images do you guys how deliver? How many uh, shots of the best man speaking do we need to deliver, <laughs> people? How many? That's my thing. I can't. Oh. I have. You I struggle three. with You need a watch shot of him me. there. You need a cl you need a close up of him kind of talking, and then the hand up with the. And then the reaction. Blast. Yeah, that's it. You don't want to deliver thirty of them. Thirty different <sighs> no. looks. No. Thirty no. from you and thirty from your second shooter. You don't want to no. do that. I'm not. I, I'm sometimes not I give my one look. second shooter the hairy eyeball, and I'm like, "You better, you better <laughs> stop," because she keeps clicking. And but that you know that's the other thing. Two of my uh, second shooters were brides of mine. I taught them photography from the ground up. All mm -hmm. three of my assistants actually um, that come with me. I taught them photography from the very basic up so they don't know any different than mm -hmm. how i shoot but yeah two of them were my brides planning a wedding and shooting someone's wedding is a great interview process yeah uh <laughs> hey uh hannah yes i guess uh man i wanted to talk a little bit about your area um a little bit okay. more about your area and kind of relating it to buffalo and Lindsay has her hair her, her hair raised jesus oh my god <laughs> Lindsay has her hand raised uh so but yeah. i want to talk a little bit about that you know uh so Lindsay, go ahead what did your you want to talk about that too apparently uh no oh. i just wasn't done with blogging yet. oh okay oh. <laughs> i was just waiting, right, waiting for, for a lull yeah yeah go for in. it uh hannah do you use uh yoast I have the uh, basic version. I actually tried to sign up for the premium version two years in a row, and I just dealt with the refund process because my subscription of Show It doesn't allow that you have to upgrade your subscription to Show It in order to, which I didn't know when I when I switched over. That's a whole other story. I, I kind of regret switching, um, but I did that 
last year and um I don't have premium because I it, it's the blog again. Yeah. I can't. You have to. They have to take it down. And then when I transferred it the first time from my other platform, like half of it was lost. And it, oh, yeah. You so can I'm, still use the basic version. Yeah, on your, I have the basic, site. and I type in my focus keyword, and it tells me how I'm doing and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who do blog. Uh, Yoast is a plugin um, for WordPress, or I don't, I'm not sure if it works on other platforms as I well. Show but it, yeah. or show it, yeah, okay. Um, and basically, it uh, it flags, it reads your blog post, and um, will tell you what it's missing um, to be like perfectly optimized um, for readability and for SEO. And I mean, it goes through everything. Like, do you have internal links on your blog post? Do you have external links? Do you have alt text on enough of your photos? Do you have 300 plus words? Do you have a key phrase that's used both in your title and in your first sentence and in your first paragraph? I mean, it is tedious, but it's so satisfying when you get the green light. Yes, it's the like, green. really nailed it. <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> I, I have Yoast. It, I'm like, okay, it just yells just at me and tells enough. me I'm doing a bad job, and I ignore it. <laughs> uh, well, it tells me my re- it tells me my readability is abysmal all the time. But again, it's not about that. It's about the memories <laughs> and the clients sharing it and being excited about it. All right, fair enough. I'm I'm looking back about the topic of image numbers. That my last blog was a place called Arrow Park. So preparation 103, ceremony 164, portraits of the couple 310. That's high. Groups, 77. Reception, 391. Details, 70. Total, a little over 1,000. Yeah, that's that's, that's average for me. Work. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing three, 400 picks on a, at a reception, culled and edited, said and done. Portraits, that's high, 310. That's, that's, that's high for me. But that's, that's fine. We did a lot. We had a lot of hits. I find myself editing pretty much every photo now, like every photo. Like I have my own little batch thing in Lightroom that that does all the photos. And I go back and I'm like, eh, a little here, a little radio filter here, a little this and that in here. And I'm like, this is taking me a long time, but the end result is looking really nice. Like every photo is ready to go. When I do an album now, I'm just, I'm downloading the JPEGs. I have to rarely ever have to go to the raw unless I'm changing from black and white to color. Um, it's, it's nice and fast for me because I'm doing all the work ahead of time. Yeah, well, not ahead of time. Not, I shouldn't say all the work. But I'm like taking that extra time, that going an extra mile for the photo, for that section, like for ceremony. I'm like, I'll do this little look here for this, and I'll just go through each one, and that needs a little more brightness, a little darkness, a little brightness, a little darkness. And I'll tell you, you guys can roll your eyes on that loop deck. That thing <laughs> helps out a lot for just exactly that, going through each, each photo for a little dark, a little bright, a little dark, whatever, this and that, little and that. Especially when you got like, lens flare coming in and late day sun and then it hides behind the clouds it comes back again i mean you gotta dehaze that stuff you gotta do so much stuff to those photos just saying just the other saying. thing about having your uh blog images already flagged is that those are automatically the album photos so when people order the album it's like it's done it's just all the photos from the blog basically with like a couple extra family photos essentially Hey, Hannah, you know what I what I really wanted to ask you about, just out of curiosity, was in your area, uh, do you have like state tax issues because you're like back and forth between the different states and like are both states trying to come, all three states trying to come down on you or how does that work? <laughs> so when I started my business, I actually called 
because I was so confused on yeah. what we were supposed to do. And I, I called and believe none of them knew what to tell me. Right. Um, and they were like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, how do you want me to break that up? You know, and, and I could never get a straight answer from anyone. So I basically put it on paper that my shooting that day is free. It's not, of course, but mm-hmm. that all of my work is done in my office in West Virginia and that's what I charge for. So that's how I tax it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what technically like even in new york state like you charge new york state residents new york state sales tax when i have out-of-state weddings you don't have to charge them tax really unless that other state wants to charge you but they're never going to come back and find you basically you know because it's so infrequent but i'm but because you are shooting so frequently i could see you know the states wanting their money basically you know but we're for sales tax we're destination based anyway so it depends on where the goods are shipped or where they're picked up. So if right. the client picks them up at my studio, because I have a studio now um, that just started last year, um, I have to charge them anyway because they're picking it up in West Virginia. So mm-hmm. I just charge them across the board and pay my 6 or 7%. That's all it is in West Virginia um, and call yeah. it a day. Yep. I'm really good. That's the thing, though. You know, I laugh. I, I laughed when a couple times you guys talked about bookkeeping and stuff. For, I'm type A when it comes to bookkeeping. The business end of it, I have records of every penny that's gone in and out. So if they came after me, I'd be able to slide every month. Mm-hmm. I go through end of month reports and make sure that every penny that went in and out is accounted for with a receipt. So you have some kind of machine that stops time for you because how do you do all this in a week and i have two kids at home with me exactly <laughs> i don't understand i don't get it i just the, just the editing alone is bap- with the blog of six thousand words that would take me two days i always tell people i think it, it stems back to me being a cardiac nurse working 12 and 16 hour shifts you never stopped you never ate you never went to the bathroom you just you just had to power through 10 11 patients all that charting i figured that out so this was much easier when it rolled uh. around but yeah, somehow, Good I mean, and I only work eight to four, like I set office hours. So I have family time at night. My husband, like I said, is in the military. We've been a military family my whole life um, with him. We've been together 17 and a half years or something. And he's been in the military 17 of those years. So sometimes he's not home a lot. So it's important to have family time. So once four o'clock rolls around, and I get my daughter off the bus, my computer's off. I don't, this is me working right now. I'm never not, I'm never okay. in the office right now. So yeah, I just, I, plug along those eight hours and any other, I don't know. I just, I get it done. Got it All done. right. Good. good. I'm, I guess I get distracted, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on October the 9th of 27, 2019, <laughs> Darcy Priest wrote into what and he said, anyone have experience with commercial quotes? I photographed a wedding a while back and the groom is a marketing manager of a hot tub company. And he has asked me to do this. He wants to shoot three different hot tubs and store locations. And he will organize for an evening shoot with a green screen, proper lighting, 20, 30, 40 final picks with background options. Have all photos shot on a green screen for our future use with rights. Nobody responded to him. <laughs> all uh, photoshopped? I don't know. That's that's. Just off the bat, I've done stuff like this before. Not that that big though. That's big green screen. All I don't even know. You need a screen. big green screen to go yeah, behind. Right. Them. Yeah, you, you probably <laughs> like, need at least like twelve line. feet, right? Like at across. Least, the yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, um, even if you're, yeah. That's uh, that's that that kind of stuff. 
I don't know where to give advice, but you, you got to shoot high. You got to be like, all right, you're looking at 5,500 to start. Yeah, make it work. All the it. time. And that's the setup. The, that's and just the number. Jimmy just pulls it out of the hat. <laughs> 5,500. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I mean, it's, I, you know, people always <laughs> exactly. ask pricing what, what, questions. We do the same thing. It's what, it's, what, what, you, what you would feel good about doing that job, even if it goes really bad. You want to give them a number that even if it's really bad, it was worth it. Right. How often are we at a wedding and we're like, we're leaving and someone goes, hey, dude, I, I, one more, one more phone, one more photo. Like, I'm all packed up, shakes your hand and that hand's a hundred dollar bill. You're like, oh, right, now the reason I bring up Darcy's question is because I don't write things and I, and I often don't respond back in the group, but I would rather just talk yes. about it on the, on the podcast. So here we are, we're responding to Darcy and then I'll say, Hey Darcy, we talked about it on the podcast. Here you go. We did. At 45 minutes or whatever it is you, in this podcast. You got to really break it down for usage rights. What, what are you, what are you talking about for editing each photo? Are you moving like every reflection? You're adding stuff in the background. There's, there's too much stuff left out to talk about. So I don't know. Let, let, me, at least, I, let me at least get you question. started, Darcy. All right. So like you think about, first of all, how, mu- how much do you, do you need to buy this equipment? Do you need to rent that equipment? Put that in your price. Put that in your estimate. How long are you going to spend shooting this stuff? Know what your time is worth based on your cost of doing business. Look up a cost of doing business calculator on ASMP, American Society of Media Photographers, for example. Um, but know how much your hourly rate is, right? Or half day rate or full day rate is. You got to know those answers first. And then you, you take your time. So you got your time plus your expenses um, plus, um, you know, how long is it going to take realistically to edit 20, 30, 40 photos? If you, you can go back to your hourly rate, if that's how you want to do it, you might want to do it on a per image basis um, in terms of giving them the rights per, per, per usage for each image. I would look up online commercial quotes for anything similar like uh, for for anything similar that you can find like look for estimates for from commercial photographers from anything you can find by googling by going on message boards that kind of thing take a look at some of those see what people are putting in think about what your time's worth uh, it, and at the end of all that you put together an estimate you have estimate terms in there and uh, and look look at the estimate terms and other commercial photography contracts and then put something together that makes sense. Don't just pull a number out of your hat and just say Watch $5, it all comes to $5,500. <laughs> you know? <laughs> don't, don't do it's that. It's all in that, then it comes to $54.95. Like, oh, come on. That's great. I'm going to all the answers. I'm going to all the questions. What do you charge for this? What do you charge for that? Uh, $17.50. <laughs> Three grand even. Oh, God. <laughs> Jimmy, I love you, man. I love you. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah. Did her, uh, did her yeah. comment say what the final usage was for the images or did they just want to keep them for uh, whatever, so whenever website, brochure? Well, it said, it said but that they all want... adds to the, the quote. If it's a brochure, just a yes. brochure, then yeah. that's one price. If it's a brochure and a billboard and a, yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I have come to think differently about a lot of that stuff. Like in a, in a, in a real commercial world you should be looking at the number of eyeballs like you go to Getty images and see how much you would charge if you were to buy a billboard and how many eyeballs are looking at that billboard um you know i would say i would do that for national clients that are working you're working on a big scale like yes do that but if you're working for like a local company i actually fall more on jimmy's side for like i want to charge them something for usage so that they know that it's that it's worth something but like if it's not really going to be if it's going to be regional usage um you know i I make pick a number that's that you're happy with that you think is worth your time for for usage per image um and that would be basically addition to your to your editing per image 
if it's a company that knows better, like a legit company who's done this before, and all of a sudden you you are now in this area, or you got a new studio that you or you're you have equipment that can now handle shooting a hot tub or something big, and they go, oh, there's this new photographer in town, and then they approach you. If they know better, they're gonna say they're gonna spell out the A, B, and C for you. If they're a small company where they're like, oh, I just me and my wife just made this little product, this little bungee cord thing I shot a couple years ago. Wow, this, this thing was weird. And uh, I'm like, I just give them blanket usage rights. I'm like, go ahead. Here's everything. You can post it. You can do whatever you want. You can make print ads if you want. You can make a brochure. It doesn't matter. Blanket usage rights. And they were happy because I know they were small. And if they ever got to a bigger point, then they'll come back to me and maybe I'll do some more research on my end to find out exactly what to do because that kind of stuff is is new to me too. It's it's not – I don't really know the the ins and outs of like what the – what where you start, what the numbers are. Like you said, Lindsay, before about like, okay, billboard rates are this, you know, brochures are this, websites here, what all that stuff. And then the duration and like, you know, how yes. many billboards and where are they placed? And there's so much to consider. But yeah, for sure. If it's a local company, obviously you're not going to charge them the same as you would for a national brand. Yeah, um, I and I know a lot of wedding photographers get really taken advantage advantage of. Um, in these situations because uh, companies will just prey on wedding photographers knowing that they might not know about commercial pricing and wedding photographers get screwed over on jobs all the time because they're not charging usage rights. So I I definitely recommend like get in touch with your local ASMP chapter and make friends there and ask questions and, you know, there's definitely resources out there to learn how to price commercially. And even for like, so a friend of mine, a wedding photographer, one of her wedding photos was used by a venue on a billboard without her permission. And like, wow, that you have to pay for that. <laughs> you can't just do that. Wow. The yeah, I think I, I told this. Yeah. I told the story a while ago where it was uh, uh, the wedding cake made by Ron Ben Israel, the um, did I think the, the Today Show or one of those TV shows? He was on that morning, and they asked for images the night before the Today Show, and it was a big wedding and at the uh, Central Park, at the boathouse. And I I was like, um, a I'm leaving. I actually was leaving for a destination wedding that next morning. So b a no way in hell this is going to happen. And b no way are you putting the pressure on me to get you an images within a few hours that all of a sudden can now be one of the best cake makers in the country, if not on earth, who has one of my images, not paying usage rights for that? I don't think so. I took the time to light that stuff. That's my image. Your cake, my image. And they know this. So so you're right, Lindsay. You're so right. They they do prey on the wedding photographer. Just be, hey, you're going to get some exposure and you're going to get this. And I don't think you are in the end game. So just be cautious. You know, everyone else. at the same time, let me just say this. Does the cake maker want usage for your eating the slice of cake? Does he want does he want uh, usage rights well, for that? Well, that's the purpose of the cake. <laughs> and I'm and I'm just that. And, I, and I, the only reason that I say that is because I actually so I here's what I actually think about where I think usage usage fees and rights are going. I feel like I want to charge that up front for the client, right? And then do what you want with the cake. You know what I mean? After after I give you the photos, here's the here's the photos. I yeah. charge for it up front. The cake maker should be charging up front for what it costs. You know, for for him to to be in business and stay in business, yeah. right? Same kind of concept. You know, who knows? I'm just trying to bring it all home, people. Uh, I I get it. I get it. 
um, nah, Lindsay uh, and Hannah, I guess, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Instagram. Lindsay, maybe start with Instagram because uh, there's something new. Oh, there's a Wedding Photographers Unite Instagram page. Oh, get out of here. Get out. I'm my phone up. And I'm uh, gonna follow so... this. I just realized I don't have my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, not everybody's on, on the Facebook these days. So figured we might be able to reach a few more people if we've got an Instagram page as well. There is nothing posted on there. However... <laughs> Uh, in the future, okay. we'll basically post, um, you know, when we have a new show. A sign released. of things to come. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing posted. There are two followers. Both of them are me. <laughs> <laughs> my I'm going to be the third follower account. right now. I, I'm following. I'm uh, I'm still following. You know, maybe we'll, uh, you know, do some um, video, you know, live video of our, our conversations yeah. and the stories and think fun things like that. We'll see how into it we well, get. But you know what? This is Lindsay. This is great. We'll talk off air because I have some ideas. And, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> and, and we've made cool. it. We've made it so that we can all kind of log in if we want to. Yep. Although yeah. I don't know that that's a good idea to give Jimmy that login. But yeah, no, we <laughs> probably should. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jimmy's actually uh, Jimmy's good on Instagram. He posts the, the stories all the time and all that kind of stuff. I try to do stories. Uh, I'm uh, yeah. there's some amazing stories out there. I'm like, uh, how many how many how many hours are you spending just glued to your phone to make that that story that's gonna last a day? A lot. Well, you can put your story in your highlights and then it lasts forever. But <laughs> true, 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 true. you're right. No, I, I those are the ones I spend the time on. If yeah. I know I'm gonna add it to my highlights, then I'll. I've never done a story. Take the time. I'm not a story maker. I'm not a blogger. Hannah, do you do um, like live stories from your weddings or anything like that? I do. I um, I do most of my live videos on Facebook. Um, that's just, I mean, my I kind of have, it sounds really corny, but I kind of have a blog following, like people who read all my blogs. They comment on all my blogs. They watch for my live videos. So I, I I do them from Facebook. I've been trying to get better with Instagram. So if I do anything with Instagram, it's actually stories. And it might just be something, you know, a quick video of this or what I'm doing editing. I do. A, I don't want to say I do a lot in Photoshop, but when I was new, I, you know, you hear everyone say, well, Photoshop it. I thought Photoshop was the only thing that existed. So here I was editing jpegs in photoshop <laughs> so i got really good at photoshop and layers i kind of learned editing backwards so i do some photoshop work that people think's pretty good um like i just photoshopped um two children into another family photo because the children had been missing at that time and you know at the time the couple had said oh don't worry about it and then when they got their pictures they're like you know we really wish the boys would have been in that picture so i photoshopped them in and i show that on instagram and sometimes i think i'm setting myself up for disaster because then <laughs> yeah you don't want it, people to know you can do but that but i charge for that that's the thing so i right. charged for it so they know that and i'm a stickler for that you know any additional editing like that you're 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 going to get an invoice for it. and i don't turn those photos over until the invoice clears so people know i can do it um and I get asked quite frequently, but they also know there's a cost behind it. So no one's ever, you know, questioned. How do you that. communicate that with, with them? Is that like in your contract? Do you mention that to them when you have a consult? What is your, because I've been thinking about changing my process with that a little bit. Because I do like 10, you know, if you want it. And then I charge more for that. But I, I usually don't talk that with them about that earlier. And maybe I should. Like, what? Do, so what do you do um, 
in terms of the order? So it's it's definitely my contract under editing, retouching. You know, it talks about standard editing, blah, 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 is included in this fee. Any additional retouching, blah, 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 will be in a, at the current rate. I don't even put the rate in there. It says at the current rate. Um, and then it's also in my investment guide. Um, both the PDF version that you get sent if you just email me and then the hard copy you get if you ask for it to be mailed or you, if you meet with me in the studio. Do you only bring that up with them though if they ask, like in the consult? That's or, a good do, or do you bring it up yourself? Um, I think for the most part, I usually bring it up because a lot of the times with my consultations, I, I ask them how they want, you know, I tell them you called the meeting, but what I usually do is I, I'll go through the process from start to finish. And since I'm long-winded, usually I'll, I'll answer your questions um, in that, but taking pictures. Okay. <laughs> um, but, and then I say, you know, all the, because a lot of people ask about raw footage. I don't know if you guys have, because I don't give raw, I don't give raw images, no. of course. But yeah. videographers recently, um, and I know it's been discussed in the Pittsburgh photographers group. So I know it's not just my tiny area. I know it's happening in the city too. But videographers are turning over, not just their edited videos, but all their raw footage. And uh. then so so then people in a in the last year, I've had a, a, a huge amount of clients say, "Well, am I going to get the raw photos because my videographer gave me raw footage?" So I've started. I have started to mention that now. That I think about it, and I tell them, you know, all of my pictures that you get are edited, but they're lightly edited. You know, I just enough, you know, for a little color correction, straightening, um, that kind of thing. And then I mention to them, you know. If there is any additional extensive editing that you'll need, um, just you'll just let me know which photos you want, and then it's it's charged per photo. And I do let them approve it before I. So I'll do one photo, um, especially if it's something extensive, and then I'll let them see it with a proof like watermark over it. And then if they say go ahead with it, then I do the rest, and then I invoice them. But yeah, I've never had any clients that are upset about it, and hey, the invoice is always clear, so. I think that's a really smart thing, though, to put on your um, on your Instagram stories, like showing before and after photos and like showing your process and behind the scenes footage of what, you know, what it takes to make some of the photos that we make. I think that's that's great material. I have noticed a lot of photographers out there who are documenting uh, the weddings that they're shooting on their phones, like taking videos and photos throughout the yeah, day I don't do and that. posting them. And I'm just like, How do they I'm do always that? really paranoid that someone's going to see me on my phone and yes. be like, what are they doing? <laughs> yes. And what do like, what are clients thinking when you're posting the reception dancing and you're like selfing and the people are dancing behind you? Like you're clearly not taking pictures. Right. Yeah. You're missing moments. <laughs> so I always wonder about that too. So yeah, I don't ever, I do one live video usually per wedding on Facebook. You know, you know it's, it's, I got way, I got the perfect time that we should do it after we get the three photos of the bridesmaid speaking that's when we turn around and pull out the cell phone because we already got our three shots do you know what i mean like yeah. so. well obviously like when you first show up to the the reception if you've gotten there a half hour early yeah. you get all your detail photos done and you have a few extra minutes where you can walk around and you know take a video and, sh and show the space on your right. instagram story like i think that's a, a great time but yeah there are other times where i'm like you should be shooting that why are yes. you taking a video with your yes. phone <laughs> or like during the like right before the ceremony or something you see the bridesmaids lining up and there's an instagram story and i'm thinking i like my phone is the last thing that i'm thinking about yeah 
when those bridesmaids are getting ready to walk. Yeah. Someone posted in another group I'm in about how we keep our shot lists because they were they're asking about if we have a special pouch that we attach to our straps or whatever to keep our phones so that we can look at our lists. And I was just thinking, oh, God, I would never mm-hmm. in the middle of the portraits want it to look like I'm checking a text or something when really I'm just looking at the, the shot list. <laughs> right. Um, do you guys do like a paper shot list? Do you just keep it all up here? Uh, I, do you have I, it in I, your phone? I, I have a checklist that's custom made by me. So it's not like anything, no template. It's like, you know, basic info, location, addresses, phone numbers, uh, wedding guests, uh, all that all that stuff, right? One page, one side. And I, I and you print send it. that to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fill it out or type it out. They send it back to me. I print it out. It's, yeah. it's a physical copy in my pocket. I fold it up. It's in my pocket. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, sometimes it's like it's one location. And it's the simplest thing. Otherwise, it's like four locations. And oh, the the bride's dad was divorced by this woman, so watch out for this person. Don't get this person involved. This person. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So it yeah. it does because I have a section that says anything that I should be aware about that could yeah yeah put my Me too. Out I review all of that stuff. Like so, I have it on my phone, and I'll review it in the morning to remember. Like okay, um, mom's no longer with us, so don't like ask to put mom in the photo, you know, like remind myself of all those special family situations. Um, but other than that, I kind of have a formula for shooting the portraits where it's like, okay, just do the parents. Then, um, you know, then add the siblings, then add the yep. grandparents, then the I, extended family, and then take out certain people and, you know, all of the different <clears throat> groupings. So I don't feel like I really need a list, but, um, yeah, apparently a lot of people carry paper lists according to this I the thread I was reading. Well, yeah. Yeah. Going back to your question, Lindsay, I don't ever – if they say – if they make a list outside of that one side paper that they fill out for me, that's my purpose only. Um, and they say, okay, here's the so-and-so and this and that. I said – first thing I, I tell every bride and groom is I said, do not give – thank you for sending the list to me. I'm not going to – I'll print it out. I will print it out, but I'm not going to look at it. <laughs> but I will say, do you can't have me look at this. It will slow everything down. Have someone standing by who knows the people involved – They'll be like, Joe, you're up at deck next. Let's go. Get ready. Get your wife. Get your kids. You're up next. And then I can concentrate on the people who are just shapes to me with jackets and dresses and sunlight and not sunlight and background. <laughs> That's all they are. I don't care. So because inevitably someone will Wedding say, shape right photographer, <laughs> James Ferrara. That's me. Um, See, that my right in front of someone. Second, my assistants and second shooters do that for me. Because they don't, they don't shoot, they don't shoot family formals, so they don't have really have anything else to do at that time. So they are the dress fluffers, the veil fixers, the hair flyaway <laughs> fixers, and the checker offers. So <laughs> so. Every every group shot I do in the bride and groom, I plant them first. I said, "You guys are not moving from that spot. Don't drift mm-hmm. backwards. Don't do anything. You're staying right there." Someone inevitably comes up and starts fluffing dress. I said, mm-hmm. "I did. I never asked." For the dress to be fluffed. I said, you can forget about the dress. Throw the dress behind her. I need someone oh. standing there rather than the dress. And then someone leaves. Well, they do this, they're fluffing the dress again. Like, Anna disapproves. No, I've, I bring her. that beautiful dress forward. You don't understand us women. We spend all Oh, it makes an awkward time. Wait, Lindsay, do you? <laughs> Not me. No. no. no I do. I bring it forward. forward and then it, you have to crop. Then you're going to crop into it a lot of the time. If it's a long train, if it's just a little thing, then yeah, of course, bring it forward. But if it's a big, long thing, then all of a sudden you have to include that in the shot. And yeah, it's a, it makes for a weird crop yeah. to me. I'm I'm also going to I'm also a, a dress. Throw it right behind you. 
Well, and as long as listen, I get, but but I do his... know how important that shot is when you know these dresses in the back of the dress. How important it is to get that too. So in the morning, I always, 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 always get like a like a shot of the whatever the train looks like and shooting in the back of the dress and all that kind of stuff. And as long as I have that, then I don't really worry about that. Then unless it's like appropriate and it's easy. But if it if there's any kind of like like I want to get through those family photos and get them done well, and I don't, I just throw up behind. <laughs> Lindsay. I have a conundrum. Yes. Oh. This is kind of related. So is it going to be long or is it going to be short? Should we maybe, maybe, maybe for the first time ever do a, uh, what do you call it when you do a, when uh, you do a what? When you do a, you say, when you oh, do a, next week on Wedding Photographers Unite, find out Lindsay's conundrum. What's that called? Like a you know, when a show yeah, like we'll, we'll just we'll just leave our listeners hanging bi weekly for until for the yeah, end of this. Hanging. <laughs> call something. I'm right they'll now. they'll really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I I'm with you. I hear you, Jimmy. We'll we'll come up with something at the end to do that. You but you yeah. cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, we'll get there. Lindsay, what's this this uh this conundrum you got? So you know how like once a year you get those clients who are just are just not quite your people. Yep. You just kind of know these might be these might be my problem clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a wedding and, and the couple was actually fine. Um, the mother of the groom was very hands on, we'll say, and requested that we do uh, a whole series of portraits at her very lovely home. Um, with all the families there and she wanted pictures in their living room, uh, in front of this beautiful ornate gold mirror. And, uh, so I deliver the photos, uh, to the couple. I get an email back right away and it says, we love them. Thank you so much. These are perfect. Great. Uh, the next afternoon I get a follow-up email and it, it says we have a couple follow-up questions from who the mom well it doesn't say from the mom but my intuition is that this is probably not coming from the couple okay uh based on the fact that they had sent me the the night before yes it came from the groom okay uh so a couple follow-up questions so the first one uh, which has nothing to do with trains, but I'll get to that. Uh, the first one was, hey, we noticed that um, you can see people in the mirror in the portraits, uh, in almost all of the portraits. And so I made made sure that no one was standing, that I wasn't reflected in the mirror and that none of the other people in the room were reflected in the mirror. I kept everyone off to the side because they wanted pictures in front of this mirror. So they were upset that their their own reflection was in like it was them it was the backs of them reflected into this mirror <laughs> and i'm like are you vampires like the only way that you could not be reflected in the mirror is if it weren't actually a mirror like mirrors are a reflective surface like how do you respond to that without sounding super duper snarky and like <laughs> i don't like, know well, let me explain how reflective oh. surfaces work so that was the first question that I didn't really know how to answer. And then the second, the second one said, are some of these photos cropped because our ankles and feet are not visible in some of the photos? Yeah. yeah so they, they ask, they, they, they'll, they'll say this to you. 
Um, th- that one photo of all of us sitting there, standing uh, against the with the background. Can you zoom out uh, and give us the zoom out version? Yeah, let me magically go back in time. Yeah. Uh, my DeLorean's running right now. I'll I'll do that. Reshoot it. I, can, I have all that negative space on on some magic sensor that shoots another thirty percent of an image. I tell them no. That's it. That's that's the that's the edge of the sensor. There's there's nothing more wider yeah. than that. Well, that that's it. I'm sorry. But so here's the crazy thing. Later is the same wide shot. Yeah. So the crazy thing about it is that all of these like formal group portraits, I do a full body vertical, a full body horizontal, and then a close up horizontal. That's my system. That's what I do. So there are two out of every three photos have their stupid ankles in them. But like, I like, you know, so I replied and I said, you know, um, I, I strive to deliver something for everybody. And while some people like full body photos, other people prefer close ups. And so I like to give you guys a variety to choose from. Um, there are also certain situations that call for one type of photo over another. For example, when we took photos uh, in front of this one mural that was in a parking lot and the mural starts, you know, maybe three or four feet up the wall, I got low and I, you know, I had the couple sort of in the lower third of the frame and then featured the the mural in the like larger two thirds of the frame um, because the parking lot was it had like weeds and garbage and it was concrete so i did some that were full body but prioritized a different composition because i took some artistic license and that's what they hire you for so you know i didn't really i didn't really know how to respond to that question so i i did reply and i said you know i'm i'm sorry if i'm not answering uh answering your question i'm kind of stumped on this one um and i i haven't heard back from them so i i have no idea what's going on with that i think they (laughs) realized how stupid of a question that was um (laughs) all right so i've got a tip of the day and then maybe we'll get out of here after that if you guys have something go for it if not don't worry about it Uh, but i do have a tip of the day and mine very quickly is this um when you are traveling for destination wedding and you want to bring your photo gear on the plane and have it not get lost number one you know that that better be a carry-on and better not ever go under the plane um at all costs right but my tip is this. Um, so your photo bag is always your personal item. And if you get your photo bag, um, you get all your equipment in there. You can get two camera bodies in there. You can get your lenses in there. That your, your photo bag is your personal bag. Not, not the thing that you put over in the over underhead bin, right? Your carry-on. It's your personal item. You can do that. Um, just make sure that it fits size requirements and, and on the, for that plane, and, and then you're good. And then your carry-on can be... Um, your you know just your your regular carry-on and then just have your clothes and the stuff that you don't care about in there you know the stuff that that if they force you to put it under the plane because sometimes they make you put it on the plane anyway even when you bring on that carry-on because there's not enough room or whatever depending on what which cabin you're in yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah. your, your clothes are in that right and then the and then i and then to get a laptop in i put the laptop like in that carry-on bag right so nothing goes under the plane but if they ever came to me and said hey you we there's not enough room on this plane you have to put the carry-on underneath i'd be like all right fine here take the clothes they take the clothes all that stuff goes underneath but i still got my camera gear with me as a personal item and you're good to go that's just my little tip of the day on traveling and not having to deal with losing your photo equipment when you're going somewhere and then you just got to buy, usually I get like a cheap light stand when I get there. Or you can put a, a small, like a, one of those collapsible light stands in the carry-on. You know, there you go. That's my tip of the day. You guys got anything nice. else? 
No, I I think all Nikon users pre-ordered that Nikon 58 millimeter nine. Point nine five six thousand oh, dollar lens. No, eight. Is that I eight thousand. I thought it was eight thousand. Eight. Yeah. Oh, wait, I, what? I corrected, Andy. Eight grand. This is zero point nine five lens for Nikon new and the new mirrorless system for eight. Has grand. anyone heard heard oh, of Bolt Lander? That's the, that's the aperture. Yes. Yeah. Zero point nine five. Not like one, the model number. No. Yeah. One, not, no. One not stop. no one point four. Not no one point two. Not no one point one. Not no one point zero. Zero point nine. One stop less than um, one four. I used to deal with this kind of crap in the film world because film lenses were like one point three, one point one, one point two, and the cinematographer would need to know was two or three stops under that because of just the the latitude of film. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and we were to try and do the math below one point oh. It's it, it gets really small. Those numbers get small. Is anything anyway. in focus? <laughs> that was my job, Lindsay. <laughs> uh, not <laughs> much. <stressful>. No. <laughs> an eyeball versus an ear. Go back to some episodes. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It's, it was. And it's, how much yeah. is it? It's eight grand for the stupid lens, and it weighs like uh, I think six pounds or something. Yeah. I mean, it's a fifty. 50 think, I don't want Nike. I, I don't know what Nikon's thinking. I don't. Is it I a fifty? Five, 50 millimeter. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Okay. Still, manual. Fo- Voigtlander makes pretty much the same lens. You can buy for a fraction of the price with the amount that'll work just fine because mm. it's manual focus. So who cares? Well, listeners, this has been episode number 118 of wedding photographers unite. Hannah Barlow. Thank you for uh, joining us on this episode. Thanks for having me. Where can people find you? We already kind of mentioned it, but I want to hear it from you. Oh, I'm Hannah Barler photography everywhere. I'm boring. Hannah Barler photography on Facebook, on my website, on Instagram. If you need to find me, just Google my name. That's a perfect thing. And Ms. Lindsay Daddario? My website is www.daddario.com. I guess you don't really need the W's. By no, the way, anyway. I don't need <laughs> this is like, I think the first time in like a long time that we've been evenly gendered on the show. Oh, yeah. In like yeah, a long too. time. Was it, it. Were you on, Lindsay, when Cammy Z was on or no? Yeah. yeah. You were. So maybe that yeah. was like the last time. I think we might have been somewhat even. I don't yeah. know. But maybe we had five that episode. I don't know. Or four. Who knows? You know, Cammy's a lot taller than you think. I met <laughs> yeah. her in Vegas last year. Yeah, she was very tall. Like, the first thing I said to my Cammy, hey, she's like, oh, hey, my, you're a lot taller in person. Did you have to look up to her, Jimmy? <laughs> I, maybe a little bit. Was I'm your not manhood in question when you had to look up? <laughs> okay. Jimmy. Cammy. Cammy Z is actually the reason I got a shout out to her because she is actually the reason that I got into Flash a lot more because you guys had had her on that episode where she talked about how she uses Flash even during getting ready. Mm, yeah. um, and at, at that point, I was I was looking for something else in my photography and just something to do different. And and she was the one that I kind of started watching her work and listening to that episode. And now I literally I use Flash all day long, whether yeah. it's on camera or off camera because of her. So thanks, Cammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and I think just uh, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara, where can people find you? Uh, uh, Jay Ferrara photo is the at symbol for social. JamesFerrara.com is the website. You know, one thing, yes? Jimmy, <laughs> because you, we want, your name is Jimmy. We call you Jimmy. Uh-huh. Your website, your Facebook is like Jim Ferrara, which every time I try and tag you, I'm know, like, I'm I like, well, is it Jimmy? Is it James? Because Something else. Your your no, your website is James Ferrara, right? And your Facebook is Jim Ferrara. You want us to call you Jimmy? You got be like Hannah. You got, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll quickly explain. Um, 
I spell my name Jimmy with a J I M I. It just started when I was a kid. It it lingered all these okay, years. Then why so isn't no everything gonna, Jimmy? No one's going to initially punch that in any kind of website thing. JamesFerrara.com. I think I talked about this. I had to buy that domain name because some idiot in in, in England had JFerrara.com oh. and didn't do anything with a website for twenty years. Now I own that website domain, mm. so I do own JFerraraPhotography.com. But then someone might say, "Is it J A Y?" Ferrara? No. So I just do the James Ferrara, mm. make it official. Mm. Okay. And my name is Andy Buscemi. Um, I, people could call me AJ because my middle name is James, but I don't, I don't redirect them to different places based on... Based <laughs> on I'm just joking. AJ. <laughs> it's just Andy Buscemi. A-N-D-Y-B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Find me on social media that way. I'm mostly going... I'm kind of shifting more towards Instagram. We were talking a little bit before the show, but uh, but yeah, I've been shifting more a little bit more towards over there. So follow me there. Follow me on Facebook. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, we will catch you next time. See ya. Yes. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you know, you mentioned a whistle. Yeah. I got the slide whistle. I know, but we missed Neil's. Uh, Neil's. You get the little squeaky. You get the squeaky toy. Yeah. Squeaky, squeaky.